Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name is Matthew. I'm Matt. And I'm Alexis. And today we are here to talk about this movie that we're all so no wildly excited Mm-mm. for. No. The highly anticipated. No, it's not. Eternals movie mm-hmm. film. The latest and greatest, I assume, entry into Marvel's phase four cinematic universe. That's what everybody's saying. <laughs> so you guys you guys excited for Eternals? No. I don't give two shits about Eternals. I don't know what it's about and I don't care. Maybe you say that about everything. But here it's like they're pitching them as like these these all-powerful beings that exist solely for one purpose. And it's really silly that they're just like sitting up in the heavens, presumably watching everything previously happen, happen, and not giving two fucks because it didn't involve whatever fucking weird specific thing that they enjoy killing. It's like a really specific kitchen gadget for a thing that you don't really do that often. Who fucking cares? Like, it takes up space in your fucking cupboard, and it's just there to do a thing that, you, that yo, I bought a snow cone maker. Oh, sick. I'm going to use that once and then never use it again. The Eternals are the snow cone maker of superheroes. I can't disagree. <laughs> they exist for one purpose. And if that one thing isn't happening, they just fuck off into space or wherever the fuck they hang out. Yep. But don't you want to know what that thing is that they have to do and why that thing is so important and why, why can't they do anything but deal with that one thing? It's, going to be arbitrary and stupid so no i don't really care i mean no more arbitrary and stupid than literally any of the other stuff though if cap was like oh i only get out of bed if it's these very specific aliens and he just like sits there sipping his coffee while the world burns like that's that's dumb like that's that's dumb So, Alexis, what do you think about all this? I, I, yeah. I, don't, even. <laughs> I don't even think about it. <laughs> um, my overall perspective was a lot more superficial than yours about like, oh, yeah, these characters. I was just thinking this is like new characters to us, which I don't have any comic book reference of them. So I, I literally know nothing about them. Um and then learning that it's an almost three-hour movie for uh-huh. new characters is quite a commitment to make cinematically for yeah. myself. <laughs> Versus yeah. an intro movie or like, you know, introducing a new like character in this big universe that I think they've been historically like what, like an hour and a half, two max kind of thing. Do something. Yeah, like Captain America, I think the first one was like a little over an hour, the first Thor and stuff like that. So I think back to those good times. I know they're trying to fit a lot more characters and stuff here, but it's just quite a commitment to take (laughs) for people that we don't give a shit about at this point. Versus like Endgame being like three hours. 
Like right. If, the if assumption maybe is their you might story care was built by up. the end of the two and a half. It's just that's a barrier to entry. <laughs> <laughs> like, will I care or will I just want to walk out of the theater? <laughs> I don't Why know, would I don't know. the runtime be a barrier to entry here, but not for like another movie that's not part of like a larger? Like you like you like Blade Runner, right? Like Blade Runner was almost right. three hours. I like the first Blade Runner. So I had background. Yeah, and you like you like a bunch of other <laughs> Marvel movies. So you technically have backgrounds. This right. is a, and those, this is a those, very those, like... Matt Hell to die on. This is a fun <laughs> one. I love that I'm I get to just kind of hang out and watch this happen. Well, what what other Marvel movies have there been that have been almost three hours? Well, like Endgame and Infinity War. Infinity War, right. I mean, Those I don't have like a list of Marvel run times in front of me. Right. I guess I could Google it. <laughs> I think those are like, those are pretty much the two longest. Um, and it's just like, those are like good culminations. Like you want to sit down in the theater for a long time because there's a big event happening versus introducing some new characters who I may or may not like, who I have no context or the background into. They're like, meh. Mm-hmm. there's been no like inklings towards them there's been no like hints towards them really so Correct. it kind of makes it a little bit harder to be engaged or something like that so this is about only a smidge or so longer than the original avengers film the first avengers um event uh, end game was over three hours mm-hmm other than that, it looks like a lot of the like first movies, let's say, like your your Black Panther uh, was two hours, 14 minutes. That was kind of long. Um, a bunch of the other ones here are under two hours. Guardians of the Galaxy was literally two hours and a minute, apparently. Um, you know, the original Cap was two hours, four minutes. Iron Man, two hours, six minutes. So you're really just getting like an extra 30 30 or so minutes here. That's that is a backbreaker. That's like a whole episode of another show kind of thing. It's true. <laughs> yeah, a potentially better show. Watch some TV show anyway. You might as well watch a movie. No. No. That, I never understand watch- that. The whole like <laughs> I could watch 5 episodes of a 30 minute TV show or a movie. It's like it doesn't matter. You're going to be sitting and watching the TV anyway. Who cares <laughs> if it's no, a TV or a movie? I think I think they're different experiences. I mean, I guess, sure. Depends what genre is, too, for each of yeah. the two. Yeah. yeah. If it's a long, dramatic movie versus, like, five comedy episodes, that's a very different viewing experience. Yeah, if you is were it? like, do you want to watch six episodes of Always Sunny or Schindler's List? It's like, those also have a, a little <laughs> a little bit different, like, emotional weight to them, too. Fucking I like fine. that I was thinking of Schindler's List as well, so I'm glad you said that. Jesus Christ. That's just the, the dramatic I'm just trying to movie. think of, yeah, a really heavy, like... Oh, cool. I sincerely hope that Eternals or... is not the Schindler's list of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, if it, it is might that be. dark and like Schindler's list is good. It's just horrific. Right. It's always a weird thing to talk about that movie because it's like, oh my God, like, oh my God, you have to see this movie. It's such a great movie. And it's just like, ugh, it is, but it's so awful. <laughs> That's why. But then you end good. up getting mad at your friend because he just spent the whole movie making out with somebody. It's classic. 
It's a classic move. Can't believe Jerry would do that. That's a pretty bad Jerry move. Um, does it help at all? I'm gonna Fucking I'm gonna Newman. guess the answer for Matt is no, but Alexis, does it help at all that this is a movie from the recently Oscar winning Chloe Zhao? Zhao, maybe I don't. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. What did Chloe Zhao do before? I know she just had that. Nomadland. She just oh, right. just yeah. won the Oscar for Nomadland, which Land, I never which is a, actually saw that. It's a very classic Marvel move of like grabbing some big name director to do their stupid superhero movies <laughs> right right after they get famous for something or other but then it helps the director because now they can go yeah, direct you got famous do you want a fuckload of money yeah yes, basically yes, i would love a catastrophic amount of money i would love a scrooge mcduck level of money after i made this this critically acclaimed indie darling <laughs> it, it gives it some promise and at the uh-huh. same time, like they've obviously pumped a lot of money into this movie to have like these A-list actors and stuff, like yeah. really well-known people kind of come Angelina in to play. Jolie, Selma Hayek. Right. Kumail, exactly. Kumail's ripped. Kumail, Kumail Nanjani yeah, is ripped. We get the Stark so. brothers back again. Richard Madden. We get the dude that oh, looks right. looks and the, the actor who plays Jon Snow, whose name I can't Kit Harrington. <laughs> Right. Okay. I don't know who that yeah. is. One, one of the dudes looks kind of kind of like the Winter Soldier dude, but not really, but kind of. Great. That's helpful. The dude that we also like got that uh but is like Scottish, kid. I think. There's that kid that's like every time he shows up in another movie, you know something fucking terrible is going to happen, and now he's a superhero. Uh, okay. Uh his name is Barry Keegan. Man, I don't... Okay. You could have just yeah. made that Literally every other movie that he shows up in, something fucking horrible happens when he but shows like up. But like Marvel movies or just movies? Uh, Just movies? He's never been in a Marvel movie before until now. I don't know who this is! <laughs> oh, you're telling me you haven't seen The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Matt? the fuck are you talking about? Alexis, did you see The Green Knight? No. Oh, I figured that would have been a film you would have seen. <laughs> well, he's in it, and when he shows up, <laughs> horrible things happen. Just like in that other movie I mentioned. Um, so there's my point of it's a great point. reference. Um, yeah, but there's true. some other there's some other dope people. Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta. He's awesome. I'm not saying I'm not saying there isn't a good cast here. I'm not saying the, the Gemma people Chan in it. is like right. the lead, I guess. Do you know sure. what other movie had a good cast but just failed? Venom. Hmm. <laughs> so if we want to go down this path, do, do you remember Tom Hardy by himself can carry an entire what? franchise? So you awesome. you both made me go to that sequel alone, and you would bring oh, this right now. <laughs> After I, I bought all of up. you tickets, and you all bailed literally at the last minute, and this is how you, this is what you do to me. Yeah, this is how we bring it up again. My God, so fucking rude. <laughs> hey, I didn't have to see that movie, so that's pretty ideal for me. <laughs> the second one wasn't as bad as the first, but you didn't come out of it unscarred. <laughs> okay, so yeah, a good a good cast does not a good movie make. The, the pedigree the... of the film is not doing it for you. 
I, I mean, ten, 10 years ago, do you remember the whole series they did for like, it was like Valentine's Day and New Year's Day or whatever, and they just jammed like 25 relevant actors in a movie in hopes for making it not horse shit? And then it was like horse shit? Oh, I forgot about those. <laughs> yeah, it was like Valentine's Day, New Year's Day or something. They did Christmas all these like holiday Day, yeah. garbage movies, and they just jammed a billion people in it. You're not wrong, I do. I, I know I'm not wrong. I saw one of them, and it was hot piss. It's a weird, a weird one to bring up in comparison, but I get what you're doing. Stacked cast is not a good movie make. Yeah. Okay. Or even a promising new director, because I was looking at who did the Venom movie, Ruben Fleischer. I didn't know that I they mean, did Zombieland, which was Andy very popular. Andy Circus did anyway. the second one. Everybody second loves Andy Circus. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so. Y'all got no context for the Eternals other than they're like a group of people. It's they like don't do they don't do a lot until now because we had to make a movie about it. <laughs> um and nothing about not, nothing about the pedigree is doing it for you either. So there's there's not a lot here that is it drawing gives it interest. The pedigree of the director and the actors give it potential promise, but it doesn't make me interested mm. yeah like if it's really it like yeah if, if we're at a point where they they come down from on high because of some supremely big bad that is the only reason why they awake seeming like if they're a gigantic big bad and they're the only ones that can really handle it and that's why they're awoken and this is what it seems like if they're trying to kick off this phase whatever enemy entity here is going to be one of the overarching enemy entities that we're dealing with in the future. And it's like, if we have like this, these 10 demigods, like, and their sole purpose is to murder this bad shit. Like what the fuck is Spider-Man going to do here? Like, I, like, I, I guess I don't see how, like, if it's that significant of a thing that, these people's sole purpose in existing is to keep it in check. I don't know what Hawkeye is going to fucking do here or Hawkeye's daughter. They're going to hang out with their dog. Yeah. Like it, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it's like if there's a big bad where there's these human weapons exist solely for murdering it. I don't see how, outside entities down the line could do anything, which makes me think that this would be in like a contained thing. And if it's a contained thing, one, I don't really care. And two, that can't be possible because it seems like they're universe altering beings or whatever the fuck. So I don't know. I just don't give a shit. I don't don't think that the Eternals breaks things any, any more than like, don't say the M word. Wizards, alien beings that are planets. Like, I get what you're saying in terms of like, oh, what's Spider-Man gonna do? But at, at the same time, we literally had a movie where like a a a, a band of roguish do-gooders fought a planet. You know, like I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I we we yeah. had a glove that could alter reality and turn back time. At, like at this point. Uh, I, I I get it. Like maybe they're trying to continue to scale upwards into something big and wild and weird and crazy. But like I, I don't think it's any more obtuse than any of the other 
dumb comic-y bullshit that we've seen, I guess is, is more my point. But pres- I guess presumably if whatever, I know, I don't know, in the, in the previews, one of them was like a weird, like wiry demon looking wolf thing, whatever the fuck all these things are, it doesn't matter. Like if the Eternals exist to kill them in order to prevent some sort of mega apocalypse or whatever, it seems like they would be the key to killing them. Like they're the only things that can handle this level of burden, which is why they exist. So if they are the only things that could kill these things, kind of leaves everybody else out to dry. I mean, I wouldn't expect to see any other like <laughs> Avengers or whatever. Oh, I'm not saying they're going to be in this, but, uh, but if you're introducing these God tier universe, potentially saving beings and these universe destroying enemies and they break out, which is why the Eternals presumably come and do a thing. I have to imagine there's going to be some lasting impact on the rest of everything, because if we need some demigod good to kill some apocalyptic bad, I feel like the apocalyptic bad has to probably do some damage before, you know, other shit happens. Sure. But again, like we've, we've already got gods and demigods in the Marvel universe and we've got gods and demigods who can only fight other gods and demigods. That was like all the Thor movies. Um, yeah. They're like, uh, I, what I, what I think you're trying to say is there, there has to be a good reason why the Eternals have never done anything before and why this thing that's showing up now matters. And I agree I hope that there's a good reason because that's ostensibly the plot of the movie. Um, so whether whether or not that's like the 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 sole linchpin as to whether or not you can enjoy this, like I think that's a that's usually like a pretty typical <laughs> typical you. Yep. Um, but my guess is all of these things that you're pondering, like that's probably the plot. Yeah, sure, of course. I don't know. Like, it's just weird to come to terms with it. It's like Captain Marvel showing up in the end of Endgame and being the only thing that really mattered in that fight. It's it's like good thing you were fucking off for the rest of this. Thanks for showing up when it mattered. Like like all of the times when like Justice League bullshit happened and Superman's like, oh right, I'm Superman, and then remembers that he can do things. Martha, 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 and here we are. Like. It, it's 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 all of this like stupid bullshit rationalizing why there's like oh we made this even more psychotically powerful thing being entity whatever the fuck but we need to rationalize why the fuck it didn't come out of its primordial ooze to help anything prior to now and i will there's say almost no rationalization they can give which will which will be sufficient for me just preempt that now the trailer already hinted at a bunch of the things that you're talking about like i I, i'm sure you don't remember which is good and awesome and great um but it is it is it it is in there a few times as to what's what's the hint i guess so we don't have to talk about it because i think it's probably better to go into it without you remembering any of that stuff yeah that's fine i will say like I, i think that there's I think there's going to be an explanation in the same vein that like, of course there will be one. Right. Just, that, just don't like them. So of we'll course, 
to deal with it. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not going to address the fact that they were just napping for a millennia. Like, I understand that they're going to bring it up, but like, if oh, we were napping for a what millennia, what is the sufficient reason? We were. We, what, what we would tired. be the What would be I, the reason already, that is sufficient for you? I already told you there isn't one. There, there isn't a sufficient reason why a being coming. A being becoming so powerful that he shatters space-time and nukes half the population of everything. Um, the fact that that is not a, a big enough threat, but this entity, the these beings are. Sure, fine. It's just gonna. It's just gonna be silly. It's just gonna be silly and stupid. So I can't think of a reason they would give which would like placate me. I know that's not helpful, but like, it's good. It's going to be fucking dumb. I'm glad we haven't canceled this podcast yet. Well, just in time to see debatably the worst of the MCU. So there's that. That's a that's a thing that's been floating around. What do you think about the movie, Matt? Oh, I'm glad somebody finally fucking asked me because I I was been waiting to tell you guys I'm not looking forward to this at all. Yeah, we're all on the same page <laughs> for different My, reasons. Than what are you your guys. What are your reasons for thinking this is gonna fucking suck an ass? I don't think it's gonna suck an ass. I think it's like, how do I put it? The Eternals comics are big and weird and colorful and just like these like giant, weird, bombastic, crazy, Kirby nonsense things. And every time I see a trailer for this movie, it looks so plain and muted and it doesn't look big and weird and exciting and colorful. And that's more what I'm kind of if I'm going to see a movie about these like crazy space beings, I want it to be like guardians like i want it to be really weird and out there and just have like lots of weird weird random space shit and this is just like dudes hanging out on earth in their clothes until the very end where they all wear color-coded costumes i guess um but like even the the uh people they take their directions from like i think that's probably going to be the biggest weirdest brightest thing we get and then everything else is just going to be boring earth tones and that's why i'm not looking forward to it all that much that's okay that's a weird deal breaker but that's fine well i mean uh we're at the point like show me something i haven't seen before i've i've seen dudes and and gals hanging around on earth wandering around and shooting laser beams out of their eyes like that's not that's not that exciting i agree it isn't that exciting (laughs) so wow me it wasn't even that exciting when it was happening for the first time well uh fuck you first of all (laughs) (laughs) It's like I think about the multiverse shit and I'm like, cool, you're going to get like Sam Raimi back and Sam Raimi's like a weird director and like the Spider-Man movie is apparently going to be like the weirdest fucking thing they've ever done. Like that stuff gets me excited. But like a, a, any anything that's like seemingly grounded is something I'm not interested in. Like it's the same reason I think like you got Falcon and Winter Soldier that was also like pretty dull because it's like we'd seen all of it before. And then the the things that they were going to try and be interesting about, they didn't 
really try that hard with. Like, I don't know. I just wanna... so dis- it was so disappointing. <laughs> it reminds me of like our conversations on Loki and like Alexis is over here. Like, just show me something weird. Like, that's how I feel about Eternals. And it doesn't mm. look like it's going to be all that weird. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I'll also say, knowing who the Eternals are, why they exist and what they do, I am very suspicious of how they're going to unpack that bag in the movie. <laughs> Seems like a lot. Just throwing it out there. It's Is that um, why it's two and a half hours? Eternals are so weird and complex that I don't think I can effectively explain them to you. So Great. I don't know how the so, movie is going to. Oh my god! So this is going to be a train wreck. It's either gonna it's gonna be like an unskippable shitty cutscene for half of the movie explaining what happened before you got control. That's what that's where it's going to be. Some maybe some some shitty hour long Kojima cutscene, but not even remotely as interesting. So Kojima's interesting. He said, he, "If he's nothing, if not interesting, I'll take it. I'll take it." Uh, well, she's wearing a bikini because she breathes through her skin, you know, through photosynthesis, and she wouldn't be able to eat the sun through photosynthesis if she wasn't scantily clad. So that's the only reason why she's in a bikini the entire game. Rational, it's reasonable. I just don't. I'm not, I'm not 13 in 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 mentality. No, 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 no. It's because she had to. Hey, how does the photosynthesis play into the story? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. He he wanted to see boobies. That's that's what he did. I don't. I forget who it was. <laughs> I think it may have may have been like Yoko Taro, who's uh, and it uh, or it or it was Kojima or somebody. But I remember um, one of the like famous video game creators was just like, I don't really care that much. I just make it look uh, this way for cosplay purposes or something. <laughs> I think it was Yokotaro. You may be right. Was it? Um, I, I remember something along those lines. Well, um, Yokotaro's also been very open that he's just horny as fuck, but um, neat. Yeah. Let's well, just be. Just don't need to kink shame. Just let us know. What you're no, doing. that's fine. Can we? Can we all just like? We should all just like play Metal Gear Five instead. I was gonna say like, are we gonna go that's around handy. the room and talk about our kinks? No. Okay. We're talking about Not Metal Wes Gear. Anderson. Yeah, is that is that his thing? Is is his kink talking about his kinks? Wes Anderson loves the kinks. That was my joke, and he loves to put the kinks onto joke. soundtracks of his that's movies. A pretty, that's a pretty good joke. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so we're not feeling hot <laughs> about this movie. This is well, do do you want me to share the thing I shared with Alexis earlier this week, or no. do you want to? I assume it's something that will. It's like a review or some shit. Um, not a review. It was more a, 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 a overview of review. It doesn't say yeah, anything I'm about. Fair. Doesn't say anything about the movie. It just maybe a number and maybe a comparison to another movie. I don't care about that shit. Okay. If you're gonna tell me that, uh, you know, the Eternals is the quality of some other Marvel movie that you hated, like okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably you know you hate a lot of Marvel movies and you don't remember no, the ones you do like. No, so pretty remember this one hating Hulk. No, no, Uno Mas. It's one a little bit below that one. Dark World. 
Oh, but see, a- I didn't. I didn't hate the Dark World. So I'm if anything, saying- that's good for me because <laughs> I thought Dark World was fine. It no, it, it is allegedly the pre-release, the lowest. It is the only confirmed rotten movie in the MCU, and it is rated lower than Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, take all of that with a grain of salt. You obviously, it's critic. Rotten salt, tomatoes. Though, it's, like- it's Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's critics. It's garbage. But, in the same vein, like Rotten Tomatoes has given super high ratings to ones that I didn't think were that good or, or ones that you for sure. also didn't like, right? Like for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all it's all subjective. But it's but, that's also why I don't care about reviews all that much, especially if I know I'm gonna see the thing, which we are. So right. um, but yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't yeah, I didn't I thought Dark World was fine, so that wouldn't Oh, that's such a silly. That's so dude, you're silly. You're a silly goose. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bad fucking movie. I am a goose. I like that. Uh well, okay. I guess let's go and see this film. And then I will do my best to explain Eternal's concepts that are either discussed or not discussed in the film. <laughs> Yeah, you're, it seems like you're going to, it's it's really just going to be one long soliloquy after this for you for explaining all the bullshit that we just went through. So, yeah, do some, do some light reading in between or something like buff up on it, brush up. <laughs> the you thing know? is, I'm there's literally an Eternals comic right now that is written by one of my favorite, 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 favorite comic book authors. Like, 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 uh, I would buy anything this guy ever writes. Like, that's how much I like his writing. And he's he also written didn't some say- of the like most meaningful comics to me in my life and i still feel like can't explain it that well like i I read it and i'm like okay like i'm kind of getting it but if you ask me to explain the book to you i really don't think i can sick um so it's gonna uh, translate well to a movie (laughs) yeah this movie is gonna crush it great (laughs) alexis do you know uh the writer kieran gillen yeah so he's the one writing eternals and cool like you know him like he's a good writer and the book is yeah. good there it's just like there's so much shit about them and their history and the cast is huge and it's like uh, uh yeah uh, somehow the x-men is easier to understand than the eternals and the x-men are weird as fuck so we're really that's that's my big thing about this movie is it's like i I'm a comic book reader for life and I don't think the Eternals are all that accessible so I don't know how the fuck they're going to make this movie uh, yeah right great uh, well, we'll see um, yeah. there's like one thing I'm excited about for this movie but it's going to be like two seconds and I'll be like hooray and then it'll be like another two hours and 30 minutes yes that too <laughs> Okay, bye. Hello, podcast listeners. We're the hosts of the DC3 cast. I'm Zach. I'm Vince. And I'm Brian. Each week, we discuss most of the new releases from DC Comics, focusing mainly on Rebirth, Wildstorm, and Young Animal. 
We also look at the news of the week, discuss the film and television adaptations of DC material, and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes, my my wife. Wife. bad to end video impressions, this is bad, what the f***? And an in-depth look at DC each week, join us every Wednesday morning at multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get Jurgens with us. Alright everybody, welcome welcome back to the show. We we just saw Eternals literally seconds ago and we're so Busted excited yeah. to <laughs> 100% remember that film that we literally just saw. The Eternals. Man. I literally did just see it yesterday and I've already forgotten most of it. So sorry. Sorry. Yeah, what, what chance do <laughs> I sign. have a week out? I have no uh, what shot. did we think? Shrug emoji. It's a it's a it's a not a visual medium, man. <laughs> That's why I verbally said shrug emoji. I don't think it was good, but I don't think it was Thor Dark World. I think it was like a solid bottom five. Yeah, I think it was okay. It wasn't like anything that I would say like, oh, it's one of my favorites or like it's the most memorable because of X, Y, Z. It it just kind of seemed like, okay, yeah, this is a superhero action movie. I don't, I don't yeah. know. It, it didn't give me that element of like, why do I really need to care about this or the characters or anything? Yeah, so. I literally don't care about them at all. And, and and knowing that they only they're only involved with things where deviants are, it's like if if the rest of this phase doesn't involve deviants at every step, they're just not relevant. They're just not here. They're just not doing anything. So it's like I'm pretty but sure yeah, the point of the movie of that is mold. that yeah, they I'm pretty sure that was like the point of the movie is we're no longer just doing deviant shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they're whatever. I'm pretty sure they're going to just show up for whatever at this point. (laughs) Deviants or no deviants. Whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking care. They literally defied their God and murdered a God. And you think that they wouldn't show up for just like any old romp at this point. (laughs) I don't know what they're doing, man. I don't fucking know. Where's Kumail. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. Like fuck you, where's Kumail? We will we'll we'll get to that somewhere in your notes, I'm sure. <laughs> what were you, what that you, was really weird. What did you think about this? Oh my gosh, thanks so much for asking. Um I thought that the movie was fine. I wouldn't even put it in a the solid bottom five. Uh, it's like just a solid mid-tier Marvel experience. I don't think it showed me like it showed me some cool things. Nothing that I like really haven't seen before. But lasers come to... out of his eyes, man. Right. Lasers yeah. out of his no, eyeballs. Nobody's done that. It's like that. Yeah. It's but I first. did like uh, I, I think there's a lot of criticism that you can make at it from like a storytelling. Like it's super exposition heavy and it feels like it kind of they didn't know how to get out of that. 
I mean, it started with like a Star Wars title crawl. Like yeah, that doesn't we, bother me though. Like, we a, like came Star out the, Wars. No, but when you were talking about exposition heavy, it's like it literally started with just dump. <laughs> I more mean that there's that sequence that's really cool visually where Arashem explains. Oh God, everything. Yeah. And that's like, okay, cool. This is, this is like neat to watch and like seeing a celestial on the screen, this giant thing. And then this like tiny, like ant sized human, like that's cool. But it feels like they did not know how to tell their story other than just constant exposition dumps. Say it to your face. Just blah, blah, blah. This is why we're doing this. Blah, 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 blah. So I enjoyed. It. I think the best part of those movie were the two end credit scenes. I went, I went wild for both of them. Um, yeah, you, you did. You did do that. <clears throat> um, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I think I enjoyed it more than I thought. Whoa! I would. You just went. You just went from middle of the road average to I didn't hate it, which seems like yeah. that's lower. No. Didn't no, hate I mean, it because it's lower hate than it average. Could be love it or meh. Because in the pre-show it has a whole whole range of categories there. The pre-show, I was like, I'm not looking forward to this at all. And I came out of it being like, all right, yeah, like if if that was on TV, I'd I wouldn't get upset. <laughs> like, yeah, if I was on a if I was on a plane and they offered this uh like fine. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, why not? Fucking I could watch, rewatch it. Yeah. It's not sure. like Someone would be like, oh, he, we've got two options for you. Um, you can watch Suicide Squad, the first one, the David Ayer Suicide Squad, or you can put a bullet through your head. What would you like to do? And I'd be like, I'll, I'll take the bullet. And here, if someone was like, we've got two options. You can watch Eternals or put a bullet in your head. I'd be like, yeah, well, I'll watch Eternals. So I don't know if the first Suicide Squad should be the barometer for which we measure all other films because <laughs> it's probably going to be better than that. Prob- like, pretty sure. But like Suicide Squad's like a, a definitive, that's a bottom five <laughs> out, of, out of everything we've ever out watched of, together. That's a definitive bottom five. Yeah. Out so of that's movies, more like period. <laughs> if we're doing uh, uh, that kind of shenanigan sure yeah okay i liked yeah. it more than i liked falcon and the winter soldier Ooh. i would watch eternals before i would rewatch falcon and winter soldier. well oh, yeah I'm that's kidding. way more of a commitment yeah. that's way more of a commitment though to, to watch falcon again that's uh, I, would watch... though, I also think the story was better <laughs> <laughs> i yeah, would watch right. eternals Winter... over a recut of the falcon and winter soldier that's just the good parts of that show i'd still choose to watch eternals yeah also the same if they figured out how to cut eternals what two and a half hours if they figured out a cut of falcon winter soldier that was just a solid two two and a half hours i'd still you mean if they eternals. did you mean if they did the original cut which was just going to be a movie yes is, what you're, is that what you're describing yes <laughs> all the stuff that was actual story and not just montage garbage yes oh now we're building a boat fuck that show sucked <laughs> that show sucked so bad <laughs> oh man i kind of forgot how much that show sucked okay yeah. um, and i'd still say i'd say this is better than black widow i'd say that's of uh, the new marvel movies is probably like shang chi this and then black widow I would agree with that stack rank, probably. 
<clears throat> this at least something happened. Black Widow is just kind of boring. Not make me want to watch. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's quote unquote free on Disney Plus now. Yeah, there's, that's that's not a reason to watch. Something. Yeah, you, you only watch free content. content. Yeah. No, we could do a Black Widow episode. No, that's fine. It's okay. We'll do one, and Matt doesn't rewatch it, and Alexis is the one who takes the notes. Oh my god, yes! And I just get to sit here. And say this sucks, <laughs> with no but with no context because I will not remember the movie. <laughs> just all of us saying this sucks, then. Yes, so. it would just be an yeah. echo chamber. <laughs> Everyone likes to listen to those. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. So let's see if you can read what you wrote in the dark. That's the problem. I didn't look at it yet. Most of it's fine. There are some where I've written lines over other lines, <laughs> which is always problematic. I mean, I did love your Aquaman notes where you, <laughs> we were just like, I have no idea, guys. Well, I mean, there was a section in Aquaman where I just said, there was the, a page where I just said, fuck Pitbull. <laughs> and that was the whole page. I mean, last time I just wrote down about how the fucking rope dart was the sickest shit that's ever been sicked. For, for... You, you, were, you did do a pretty good job of yeah, I encapsulated that rope dart. Legibly writing how much you liked rope darts. Okay, so yeah, we start off title crawl. The Eternals exist because the Celestials created the Eternals to fight deviants. And that's it. And the Celestials essentially make more Celestials by fucking a planet, for lack of a better word. And then the, the planet gives birth to a fucking Celestial after enough... I feel like- a seed and fucking a planet is quite different <laughs> in terms of describing the process. Planting mm-hmm. a seed and fucking a planet. I mean, you could say that saying fucking is, or saying planting a seed is a euphemism for fucking. Sure, but it's, it's <laughs> literally like planting a seed. <laughs> and, you, and you water it with 8 billion people. Right. I still don't. I still don't understand that. Is it like they said, like the energy of people make it so that the celestial can, whatever, whatever event they call it, the bullshit emergence, emergence. Yeah. So, like, what are they? Is it just them existing that gives them the energy? Like, what? What are they? Are they, like getting, they, are they getting in their life force? <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Is it like once people are dead and buried they're getting it from the the corpses or is it like them just existing and driving my car down the street is powering up a celestial yes (laughs) what which also i guess then if the celestial dies does all that energy that it was taking from everyone go back to them so now all humans are like more op op people well, I guess we'd all be dead because it was going to like destroy yeah. the earth. Well, I'm saying in this case where it didn't destroy the earth and now it's dead. So it's not taking any more life forces. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it just dies with the life force. Yeah. I don't think any, I don't think like any energy <laughs> is like shot back into people. I owed you additional life force. <laughs> I did tell you scientific both things I ahead of time. I can't even really explain the whole thing that well. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And know, I, I have get... read multitudes of Eternals comics. 
I still don't um, understand the energy generation bit of this. This is the, that was the sticking point for me that I didn't understand is how do people just existing give us there's a few sticking points that I was like, well, I don't understand this. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's just that man. It's, there's nothing greater or deeper to understand in that in the same way that like when you watch a Looney Tunes cartoon, you just understand that Bugs Bunny can speak. It just, no, that's it just no. is. It's just part of nope. the, the thing. You just, nope. You gotta I'm, let it, you gotta let I it ride. I am not accepting that analogy. Absolutely not. <laughs> comparing, comparing a, 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 infinitely powerful celestial being gestating within a planet and garnering ener- gathering energy from the species that is on its crust to an anthropomorphized bunny get fucked absolutely not with that i'm more just saying like when you're a kid and you're watching looney tunes and bugs bunny is out there speaking like you don't need an explanation for why this rabbit can talk he just talks it's just part of it it's just that's what we're doing here. This this bunny uh, dresses in drag and sings opera to the hunter that's trying to kill him. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's like, that's it. That's that's the whole bit. That's the Looney Tune. So you We've can question you can reality. you can question how energy is siphoned into a god on this planet. There's no real better explanation than that sentence. It's just like, yeah. It it feeds off of the like the weird. They don't even get into like the weird shit about Eternals. Like in the comics, like the planet itself is a machine, and every time an Eternal dies, for the Eternal to come back, a human dies. So they're like stealing the life force from the human, and it's supposed to be one of those like, would you push a red button and get like a million dollars if like a random person died? It's like one of those kind of moral quandaries of, Oh, we can resurrect this eternal. Some random person is going to die. Are we okay with that? Um, So it's, it's a uh, here. They're kind of taking that concept that the eternal rebirth is taken from some other human life that they're the, the planet has reached a level of uh, population and in order for this celestial to be born, it's going to siphon the life force from that widespread population. And the fact that the celestial is in the planet is also the like quote unquote reason or excuse that there are like supernatural or super powered things that also happen across the planet. Cause it's like all mystical bullshit. Sure. But is the thought that like right before the emergence, it, the, the celestial kills all the people and then emerges or is it just like... I mean, yeah, everybody dies. No, no, no. But, but what I'm saying is... It's just from the planet planet breaking apart versus it like sucking their life force kind of thing? Correct. If it was like a, once we hit a threshold of this many people, then I'm like, sweet, I'm going to wake up, kill all these motherfuckers, take their shit and go up into space and the planet's gone. Like that I can get behind. That I get. But I think just it's, like, a, it's a chicken and egg scenario. And I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. It's like that could be, hey, this celestial is essentially gestating for like X amount of eons and the Eternals are there to protect it from deviance and to allow the population to grow so that when it would naturally start to wake up, there are all these people that it can siphon the life from. And then when it comes out, the planet blows up. Like, sure, that could be the reason. I think based on 
at least the plot that they were trying to go in this movie. It's just that the planet breaks apart because their original plan was just to put it to sleep, move all the humans off the planet, and then it can wake up and do its shit. So in that case, like all humans would be okay. It doesn't need the life force. It just needs already pseudo waking up. It just needs to break through a planet, which would then, of course, kill everyone in the process kind of thing. Yeah, this is, this is very odd. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> this, this is a lot of human like potato batteries, but they don't have to hook up to the thing and it doesn't kill the potato. It's just weird. Whatever. Uh, so we have the opening. the potato is big enough. <laughs> right. Right. And sentient the... enough. <clears throat> sentient, overpopulated <laughs> potatoes. I'm basically just a walking potato clock. Um, okay. Yeah. So I mean, you can conduct electricity. So <laughs> I, I'm a walking potato clock. I'm aware. It is what it is. Um, okay. So they do the opening bit where they're like, hey, we need to show you what all our powers are. So we have, I throw weird ball things. I have laser eyes. I heal people. I can move Except really fast. Except not all of them were shown in the beginning either. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, not really. Just the like cool fighting people, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so laser, I said lasers, fast, energy balls, punchy, stabby, and Selma? Because that was <laughs> yep. before she... Had, because that Those was are the character's she, names. That was before she had healed anybody. <laughs> It will uh, likely not surprise you to know that the Eternals were inspired by DC things, given that Icarus is basically Laser, Superman. Superman. Yeah. Um, the creator of the Eternals uh, is Jack Kirby, who is also the creator of all your favorite Marvel characters. Um, he had left Marvel and had an extended run at DC where he had similarly done like big weird space God stuff. And then they kind of convinced him to come back and he was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Just really be weird. Again. <laughs> be I'm advised. Gonna do weird, bizarre space. <laughs> shit. I'm going to do the space even, shit again. <laughs> even bigger and weirder than the other stuff. Um, he showed us. And it included, I think, uh, admittedly, I think Icarus probably became more and more and more super Manny over time than just like when he came back. But um, yeah, it's 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 essentially he had done something very similar at DC. Marvel's like, please come back, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna do this whole wild space shit again. <laughs> Fucking whatever. Um, so they make this magic knife thing and give it to the people, and then we flash forward like two thousand years and. It's in the. It's in some museum as some magical, fucking. Two thousand years. Seven thousand years. Was it seven thousand? <laughs> I don't remember. We only talk about the two thousand, Alexis. <clears throat> oh okay. <laughs> I don't remember how many fucking years it was, but I feel like I Matt just remember missed... them saying like seven thousand years about ten times during this movie, and it annoyed oh. me. I was like, we fucking know. Like oh, that I was didn't... one thing that annoyed <laughs> Alexis, they didn't say it enough for me. I I feel like (laughs) Matt missed all of the things that like explained when the timelines were because he was too busy trying to write a note. I had to write shit. It's hard. (laughs) 
And I still don't remember any of it. I just remember them saying, like, we've been here for 7,000 years. Well, this happened when we first arrived 7,000 years ago. I was like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) you don't even have to say that. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) So why why were they on Earth that whole time if they had already eradicated the, the deviants with, like, the fucking Aztecs? Like, why were they just chilling for several thousand additional years on this planet? They didn't eliminate, eliminate the deviants until, like, the 1400s. Okay. Why they, were, also why, explained, they also explained <laughs> this. was, like, the big betrayal moment, was it turns out they had a secret mission. Right. No, I understand, but if they're because they're protecting it from that, but then they they but they still didn't need to. If well, they they're... they also said they were waiting to hear from Arisham when they can go back home. Yeah, they're just like we're just still waiting on an update from them um, because the, there there is no home. No, like in the so um, <laughs> like I said, this shit's weird. Like in the books, like they really they really did come from like an alien planet called Olympia. In the movie, there was that whole explanation that, like, no, doesn't exist. The, Fuck you. All the Eternals are just clones on clones on clones on clones on clones until, uh, it, it, in order to defeat the first version, the Deviants. Um, like in the books, the Deviants aren't like they don't play the same role. I guess the Eternals in the books were meant to similarly like protect celestial interests, but then there's. There's a whole bunch of shit that would make like if they had done the real eternal shit, you would have gotten more mad because in the books, like the celestials come to um, the planet because one of them is like dying and it like crashes and dies on Earth and is essentially infected with space bugs that then burrow into the planet. And then those in turn create life on Earth. (laughs) Yeah, it gets all fucking it gets super fucking weird. Um, yeah, all right. I feel like they did a good job of simplifying it <laughs> from the nonsense that it is in the comic. Sure. Um, I feel like everybody breezed right on past there being a simultaneous global earthquake. Oh, yeah. She got over it and went to a birthday party that evening. <laughs> there was an yeah, earthquake gonna do? on the entire globe. All of it was just the whole planet just that's maybe cause for higher alarm. Maybe it call... didn't stop like planes from going anywhere. They're like, nah. We're maybe planes are like, in the sky. Maybe call a seismologist <laughs> or someone, like something. What are you? What What are you gonna? If a, if there's a giant worldwide earthquake, are you gonna call a seismologist, or are you just gonna get back to your shit? I'd be scared for a little bit. I probably yeah, but then you make... could go to a party and get drunk. Well, I'd I'd probably be obsessively looking at like Google and looking for news updates to be like, is this gonna happen again? Or are we all gonna die? Yeah, I'd be. Checking <laughs> so that you want out. the Eternals to hang out in Doom Scroll for two and a half hours? I mean, no, I'd be scrolling. I don't through want to see them how... to. I want some character on that entire planet. <laughs> yeah, one of them is looking to see the link between 5G and earthquakes, and yeah. then everybody goes and destroys the towers. Yeah. Like it makes sense for superheroes not to do that, but all those other people in the street in the party, like regular humans, maybe they're looking I... to distract themselves by going to a party and getting drunk. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah. Hi. I don't think I don't think watching the character that's sad and scrolling through Reddit is the, the, the most entertaining thing we could think of here. You can probably uh, assume someone on the planet's doing that. Just, they're just not interesting enough to film. <laughs> I just maybe like make the streets less busy of people naturally they're like oh yeah everyone must be scared of the earthquake they're at home okay it would be possible to do <laughs> moving on <laughs> so party make out family heirloom ring yada 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 blah 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 walking down the street deviant in the water deviant pops up and like people at first didn't really seem to and the deviants are like on the streets. People were just kind of going about their business still, which is which is weird. <laughs> Not as much uh, concern. For that. My favorite part is the cars that just crashed into each other, apparently just driving through the illusion of all the people and a giant deviant, and they were just still going to go through that. Just going to drive. Oh, there's a billion people in this They're road. Like, I'm going to drive right on through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's been over a decade and half of the planet's population disappeared in a snap. I feel like at a certain point, people are getting used to shit. So they just want to drive through murder people? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If Thanos can kill half of them, why can't I? (laughs) Why can't I kill a few of them? Yeah. Just everyone's a psychopath now. Good for a little bit of vehicular manslaughter. (laughs) I really, really liked the convenience that a double-decker bus only had the bus driver in it yeah because it when empty. she turned it into pedals both matt and i were like did she just fucking kill all of them <laughs> i thought the same thing too i was like what the fuck i just said did she just blow up a bus <laughs> <laughs> a bus full of people but apparently no it's just a bus driver driving an empty double-decker yeah a lone bus driver in like peak party time in the evening in London, and somehow there's no one else on that bus. Yeah, peak party time. That's how you know. Like that must be all the people that are doom scrolling. Okay, this is perfect. We They're all figured it out. Yep. <laughs> Maybe the guy was doom scrolling while driving, which is why he drove through all those people. Well, well he didn't, right? All the um, holograms. The bus driver. There was a few cars in that scene, which is kind of weird. You would They're think all... that they would just not go towards that, but never mind. I really. Well, they got to get to the chip shop. The old chippy. Yep. That one serves my favorite fried Mars bar. What the fuck are we doing? I'm just saying the things about London that I know. They like their chip shops. Are you from London town? <laughs> and they like their fried oh, Mars dear. bars. <laughs> um, so like literally it was the like mega DV and it gets hit. It heals itself. I'm like, oh, so it stole some Hayek's shit got it um kind of established that pretty early so i kind of made that assumption there Uh, i did not i didn't either i just assumed oh they can do cool new things now that'll equally combat each of the eternal stuff so that way they're undefeatable is kind of where i thought it was going well yeah i mean i knew that the (laughs) eternals are supposed to be like stuck but like the deviants are supposed to evolve so i was like oh okay they're they're evolving. Yeah, you can evolve through murder. Apparently. Yeah. Good to know. 
Yeah. More, they, more of these humans post Thanos are now just going to murder people. <laughs> that's why that dude is trying to drive through. He was doom scrolling on Reddit in his car, driving through holograms, trying to evolve. We've done it. Perfect. All right. Are we done here or am I still going? I thought we just solved it. I think we just solved all of the Marvel Universe. We just did yeah. it. I think we're done. Yeah. Uh, fine. Um, I can't remember why I wrote this down, but I think it was when they were outside, they were shooting the shit about something outside some window. And I said, phew, good thing they answered my questions. Oh, it was why, why didn't, didn't they intervene? Yeah, yeah. With Thanos and shit. Okay. Yeah, when you were asking some of these questions in the pre-show, I was like, these were, they do these scenes in the trailer. That was, I remember yeah. that was the thing in the trailer. I'll also note, um, the trailer completely spoils the movie i don't know if you uh, matt clearly doesn't have any recollection uh, alexis did you kind of remember the trailer going into it no not at all i'll call something out about the trailer when we get to it in his notes um so they said that they left thanos so that we could develop but they seem to intervene with technology whenever they saw fit so the the line they draw between when they intervene vis-a-vis deviants and vis-a-vis like bad things happening visa and vis-a-vis technology seems wholly pick and choosy arbitrary garbagey um, yeah like they don't, don't get involved in they don't get involved with war but they'll give you a plow like both well, of those are intervention there is a sequence in which they explain that they can help humanity, but not push them too far beyond, let's say, some arbitrarily chosen track. That being said, there are multiple sequences in uh, multiple sequences in which they attempt to do more and are told by Ajax that they can't. So there is some yeah, line they, they, that she knows they're not supposed to cross. They're like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a steam engine, but no steam engine. We'll give you a plow instead. Right. Because the steam engine is too soon. And how does she know it's too soon? Like, that I don't really know. But then people aren't developing, is what I'm saying. Like, is I guess more what I'm saying. If you're leaving shit for people to develop and evolve and change and whatever, but you're intervening and giving them shit, that's not development. You're just giving them shit. I don't follow your logic. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, they, they didn't intervene with Thanos because they, they wanted... Like people who developed. Deviant. No, they he literally says we wanted we wanted to, to like we wanted the people to develop and evolve is essentially what he said. I wouldn't have written that down if he didn't say it verbatim. However, if you're the one giving somebody the shit, they're not developing. Like I don't agree with that. I mean, I could give you a wheel. You're the one that can then go build a car. You're still taking the initial idea and figuring out how to make it make it better yeah but you're 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 giving the tool that then becomes like the causes the cradle of civilization <laughs> like the, the, the like horse-drawn plows are like how everybody existed yeah i don't know it it, it just seems dumb it's it's it seems really silly. ajak and uh Arishan both 
say that they've done this multiple times before. So clearly Ajax remembers and knows what plan is acceptable and which to push a civilization or species progress at a certain rate. So that isn't to say that they, they're there to ultimately ensure that that species grows and evolves to a point where the Celestial can be born and do its whole chicken and egg bullshit. So you can give them, you can give them a little bit to help them along, but you can't give them too much. So where is that line? Like, clearly, it's it's uh, simple tools, I suppose. That's probably the line. Fine, whatever. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. It doesn't really make sense because, like, if they're, all they're trying to do is get enough energy to make the celestial thing, why not? develop them super quick super fast and they can just turn out more celestials kind of thing like that i yeah, don't like, really get the point of it like if they wanted to turn you out just celestial- speed up a baby's development if you if you want Apparently, it doesn't have to wait the whole nine months all it all it needs is a bunch of people there because <laughs> that's what they yeah. were saying it's like oh once we reach capacity the celestial is ready to come out it's like yeah okay. there's no like they, they never said anything about a time component time, yeah Hmm. It seems I'll like it's keep that in mind based... when I want to birth a baby in a month instead of. Uh, oh, are are you a celestial? Are you birthing a celestial? <laughs> Stiffer I mean, than a human baby, as yeah, we know. Matt, 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 you just accepted his analogy there, isn't that? You know that yeah, right? I did. <laughs> to then shove it in his face. So, so it, it's you, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> Seems anyway. like a lose-lose for everyone. <laughs> it also is. <laughs> uh, ooh. Yeah, so I wrote like, our, so the Eternals are behind all human achievement, essentially. Because we don't know where they stopped providing that. They just said like, oh, we can't do the steam engine yet. We'll do the plow. So who's to say that during the Industrial Revolution, they didn't do the steam engine? Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like they only show like the little snippets of things that they do give to humans. So just because like, oh, they're not ready for that yet doesn't mean they won't be ready for that in a thousand years. And they give it to them and they're, they're responsible for the Industrial Revolution. So like any big leaps in human history are solely due to these Eternals giving them the shit yeah i had the same kind of like what the like then what's the point of humanity like why are we even fucking saving humans if they never literally did anything by themselves they've also used sacks of garbage potato (laughs) clocks and then there's a scene later in the movie um where they also mentioned like oh something very humany wasn't related to them oh it was when they said the deviants were coming out the ice because the world is warming up due to the celestial and not because of global warming. I wrote so that like, down. Cool. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? Then? I, this is like, <laughs> I wrote exactly that down that we're explaining okay. away climate change with, with celestials. Feels great. <laughs> yeah. And with eternal and shit like this. So I was like, throughout this, I was like, this is another movie where like uh, infinity war and Endgame. I was like, is it bad that I almost side with the villain more than everyone else? <laughs> Why not just get rid of this planet and then, you know, millions more lives will be born or trillions or whatever they said. Who knows? Hundreds of millions of planets or whatever. It's like, yeah, that honestly, sure. Why not sacrifice one in order to save hundreds of others? 
So it's just basically they aren't really making humans look that great, even though I know that's part of what they were trying to do in this movie. <laughs> right. Like, Let's show the redeeming quality of humans and why these Eternals want to save them. But it's like, not really. They haven't done shit. <laughs> they just fight each other unless Druig is there to literally stop them from killing each other. Yeah. What's the what what's the here? what's the speedy one? The speedy lady's name? Makari. Makari. So I lost my train of thought. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I I want to know if I'd love somebody to know somebody that can speak sign language to know if she was using ASL in like 4000 BC. Cause that's also fascinating to me. Cause then we can ascribe the for the, the creation of American sign language to 7,000 years before America was a thing, <laughs> which also is funny. Yeah. I mean, you are supposed to believe that the Eternals inspired many, everything. Like, the fact that you have Gilgamesh, um, uh, Sprite clearly inspired Peter Pan. Um, Obey your thirst. Icarus. And the, the story it. of Icarus who flew too close to the sun, like into the sun. We get it. There are a number of things in this movie that do essentially say, like, yep, you have this or you know about this because of the Eternals. So yeah, she probably invented <laughs> sign language. Amer- American sign language. <laughs> it's funny. Um I said, <clears throat> so they can't interfere with conflict as it would inhibit growth, but they can do their work for them and give them future tech and blow their tits off with fireworks shows and shit. Yeah. Strong yes. Yeah. And also a good thing we gave these eternal, everlasting demigods human emotions for some fucking reason. No reason to do that. They're robots. Yeah. There's no no reason to give this robot human emotions. But oh, we needed to have the first Marvel sex scene, so here we go. One wasn't the first Marvel sex scene that belongs to Daredevil. Two, they have to have emotions because they have to care about their job, which is to care about humanity and protect humanity, which they're also not supposed to know is technically a bad thing. But, but they're supposed just, to have emotions in order still, to care enough to protect humanity. One of them humanity. was supposed to know that that's a bad thing. Yes, Ajax was supposed to make and sure that they did it. their job. If, if, if a robot's job is to pass you butter, that robot's going to pass you butter regardless whether it gives a fuck about the butter or not. It's prime directive. It gives you butter. So like, if the robot's I get the reference, it, but it it's they still needed emotion in order to nope. give a shit no. about humanity and not go off nope. course. But why do you need to give a shit about humanity? Because he if, already if uh, Arishem already created the deviants, and the deviants went way off track. But if you're programmed to follow a thing, you follow that thing. Yeah, it kind of seemed like the deviants went off track because they were sentient beings, and he's giving them semi sentience, even though they're robots. Yeah, so the, solu- like, the solution isn't like yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> why would you? If you're trying to stop the thing, 
that you made because they're sentient, why do you give some sentience to the thing to stop them? Seems like an already flawed plan. I mean, I think a, a, a core concept of this movie is to what extent do you follow a, a directive that you're given and you've got these various characters who like approach it from different perspectives. There's Ajak who knows everything and she just does it because it's her job. There's Icarus who is essentially like a religious fanatic. Um, Cersei who is essentially the one breaking the cycle. Like all of that comes from them having those emotions. Now you could say, well, if they didn't give them emotions, then Cersei wouldn't have fucked it up for everybody. Like, yeah, you're probably right. Sure. But at the same time, it clearly worked for everybody else. It worked for Icarus. It worked for Ajax. It worked for um, Kingo. Like, I, I guess part of the design that they care about what they're doing enough to follow those directions completely blindly. I, if anything, that opens the door for not that. You're, I think the, the exact opposite of what you're arguing is far more factual. If you say this is your entire existence is solely for this purpose, you have no emotions, you have no anything, you have no attachment to anything, <laughs> you're, you're a mechanical thing that performs an action, and that's all you do. Versus you're a mechanical thing that performs an action, but you have thoughts and free will and love and feelings. That's the fucker that's going off course. That motherfucker is gonna get involved in some other shit and cause things to go haywire. The the one thing that's like, this is the only thing I do, that fucker's getting the job done. Okay, well, I'll even add in opposition to that. Even if they're okay with having like an emotional tie to something, why would they make that an emotional tie towards the humans versus like celestials? Why aren't they like, yes, we love celestials. We want them to be born. So we'll do whatever we need to. That would just solve everything too, because that's what the end goal should be. So rather he designed them or programmed them to have an emotional tie to humans, which he knows they're going to end up dying anyway. Why not just make the emotional tie to celestials and then they'll be all happy all the time and still do their job in the same way. Do have that tied to the celestials because again you've got icarus and kingo who like he doesn't just he just doesn't even fucking show up for the finale kingo's like mm-hmm. nah like i'm I, I think this is the right call i don't think it's that they have an emotional connection to humans i think they have uh whatever they're programming we or however we want to call it it's related to caring for the the species or the whatever that they're there to again protect because they don't know the full scope of the thing. I think you can get into just as much trouble creating a binary program that says you either do this or do that versus what the Celestial Arishem is trying to do is send the Eternals out there for centuries and they have to be able to make some kind of judgment call while they're there. And granted, like we could probably just hand wave all of this away by saying it's just bad programming because then they've got the mad weary bullshit they have their old memories. Like, I think Arishim's just a bad programmer, is what you, you want to hear. Fine. I will there's accept that answer. That is <laughs> there's the a, best there's answer a bug in I the system. Take. A bug to create emotion. <laughs> yeah. By basically, like, a perfect God. 
perfect you'd... god can't basically program right then what hope does any person... yeah like, like there, is no just, there, there is, is no hope there is no die then yeah F- fucking dummy can't even program and he's the size of like 18 planets let's just get rid of all technology because there's just no point it'll never be perfect i agree back to the stone age everyone let's go so now we're in south dakota and i was like yeah duh they got to her so they can heal good fucking work colombo you cracked the case is what i had jotted down because three pages prior i had already said that salma was dead um And then the whole the whole Angelina Jolie being annoying for most of that movie was really fucking annoying for most of that movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, dialing it back a bit, the South Dakota scene is the the scene that gave away the ending for me. Because the second that they showed up and see her dead body, I was like, oh, there's a scene in the trailer of her and Icarus talking in, in the daylight and her being like, we've got to get the band back together. And I was like, okay, well, we didn't see that scene. So clearly he murdered her and we're going to see that later. So that's, that's what I was alluding to about the, the, mm. the trailer. The trailer literally yeah. starts with that scene of her riding in on, on horseback to him while he's hanging out at her house. I was like, okay, cool. He murdered her. Thanks trailer. <laughs> so I don't like trailers. Yeah. Mm. Cause like once, once you see it and you know, the scene is coming, it's like, all right. <laughs> Not a lot of a, uh... Pretty, pretty easy to put two and two together on that one, Marvel. Okay, you can um, go back to Angelina Jolie and her mad weary stuff. It's annoying. It's all really annoying. It's just, just like I, I don't even have more than that. It was just like ugh, the whole the whole the whole premise really bothered me and annoyed me. I, I don't have much more context than that, but just suddenly turning on everybody when it's when we need her to and then not when we don't because she has she's able to see into whatever the fuck like i don't care i don't care well she just has access to her older memories that she shouldn't have right which is like like the that i don't i didn't find that additive in any way even when they had that reveal i don't think that added anything because we already like at that point, we already knew that like the memories existed and then they were wiped and reused essentially, blah, 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 blah. So her having access to the old shit doesn't really like, I have no connection to that. We didn't so know like, that yet. The first time you see Thena go crazy and attack everybody. You didn't oh, not the, fir- not the first time, but you didn't know that that's why mm. she was going crazy at that point. No, she just goes crazy and starts shouting weird things. And then they're like, oh, she's got the mad weary. Yeah, but then down the line, when they start talking, like when they explain all of it, it's like her her being in that state didn't add anything to anything. Like, yeah, the, I agree. To the story, it didn't really add that much, other than just creating a connection between her and Gilgamesh more. That was kind of it. So I, I'm almost hoping, though, that since she'll be a continued character, maybe that'll add to her being able to remember more things to provide more context to the Eternals backstory and Celestials later on in the Sedan yeah. universe. I mean, That's I think the only it, thing I can hope for at this point. I think the additive elements is that it, it takes their number one fighter off the board to a degree, like not entirely, but like they can't rely on her. And she's the, she's supposed to be the most powerful one. She's literally the inspiration for 
like the god of war or goddess of war um athena and two it kind of reiterates the point that Arishem is a shitty programmer sure but when you when you have a space god shooting lasers out of his eyes you don't really give a fuck if the one with the spear isn't showing up sorry i mean you do when you need her to beat the one with the laser eyes yeah and then she gets her shit together when it's relevant. Like I get movies. Like it's it's yeah. just an it's just an annoying non. Like it didn't add anything to the story. It just she could she could have Captain Marvel her way into just showing up for the last five minutes and had the exact same impact on that entire fucking movie for me. All right. Like she was she was useful when she was annoying when she they needed a way. To, uh, to make them not win at a certain battle or to kill somebody off, they needed to make her useless. And then they needed to make her useful when she needed to be useful. So it was just like, what are we going to get this time? What do we need? Wh- which direction do we need this scene to progress in? Let's make her do that. She just became the, 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 the vessel for whatever end goal they needed to get to. She was just a vehicle to get there. Your like dedication to sometimes caring about how plot works and then just like completely hating it at other points is all will always be fascinating to me because like yeah you're right that's like she's here to help bring the story in a certain direction and sometimes you're okay with that and sometimes you're not okay with that that's no fascinating it, it, to me I'm, it, 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 it's because it's the way in which you do it it, it, it was like with, with Dark Phoenix when they're like, oh, we need shit to go sideways. Oh, let's just make her emotional and she can't control it. Ha 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 ha, we got there. It's like, that's not good. <laughs> like, right, but like Alexis is saying, like, Thena does, if you care about her, which I know you don't, Thena does give you multiple emotional connections throughout the movie to different sequences, right? Like, you care more about her because of her relationship with Gilgamesh. And then you care more about Gilgamesh's passing because of their relationship. Uh, if you don't have her, then the whole sequence where the Eternals disband and Ajax sends them away is also completely devoid of emotion because she is the central component that splits the gang apart, right? Like if you care, right, but th- but I'm, these but I'm things saying- work and you don't care. So in this instance, you're like, nah, this is just boring plot stuff. And it's like, yeah, man, that's, that's how it works. The failure here is that you didn't no. care about the shit. It's not the failure that they did a recognizable plot trope. It's just it's just the inconsistencies with her character because of everything going on that they can then just make her fit into whatever mold she needs to fit into is what's annoying to me. We all talk. I've, I've been banging the consistency drum for the entirety of this everything. And it's the fact that she's not that makes it annoying that She's present in here when she needs to be in order for us to give a shit about her and give a shit about the, the relationship. And she's not here when she needs to be so that somebody can die in her stead because of her. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's, I don't know. You're just describing like, oh, how these things work. Like, Oh, this character is narcoleptic. So occasionally they'll fall asleep and everybody will die because of this person fall asleep. But then in the final battle, they'll be awake and they'll be really useful during that final battle because they didn't fall asleep. And it's like, that's really fucking stupid. Like that's. It's that's storytelling. I don't, I don't, I don't know how else to, like I was sad when Gilgamesh died 
And I was sad because I liked that character and I liked that character because of his relationship with Dina. Like that's whatever. That's how these things work. <laughs> it just didn't do anything for you. <laughs> so. Sure. I don't, I don't know. Um, blah, 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 blah. Can I just point out that I think it's, it is very funny and stupid to me that the thing that this like psychological disease that the internals, the eternals have is called mad weary, but it's spelled M A H D space W Y apostrophe R Y. <laughs> just like, I feel like it was the same thing with all their names. They're like, it's different enough, but we know what they're like saying. Yeah. I mean, Icarus is I K K instead of I C like, I just think it's, I think it's I R S E E or something. Yeah. I think it's always funny when they just have normal words or things we all know how to say, but they go out of their way to try and spell it in a goofy way for sci-fi reasons. It's sci-fi and celestial. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just called mad weary. Yo, she is mad weary. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. You don't you don't pronounce it maad why what iri or whatever. <laughs> no, it's just mad weary. <sighs> I don't even remember where we are where I wrote this, but I said this fucking blows. I don't give two shits about these people. What the shit is happening? The, that was probably when they were breaking up. Yeah, and he was going to try and stop the. He got everybody to like drop their weapons or whatever. Yeah, and intervene. Uh, and now we're in Mumbai, and I just said Kumail looks fucking good. Um, and then I wrote, the tone here is fucking horse shit. Oh no, bat shit. Excuse me. Because we were just all over the map. We just had very, very serious everything. And then we have like Mr. Mr. Comic Relief Valet doing comic relief stuff. I just didn't know which, which, which way they wanted to go here. Um, I will say for every like humans, like goofy human sidekick or whatever, I feel like Karun just like stole stole the show. I loved him. He was great. I really, really liked him. I thought he was he very, was, very he was I a sweetheart. He was, part. He was oh. very funny and very earnest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny in retrospect that they were like, Oh yeah, this is my ballet uh Karun when we met he thought he w- I thought he thought I was a vampire and tried to kill me and then you get to the end of the movie and you're like oh yeah right like didn't even notice that wait what they met because Karun tried to kill Kingo because he thought yeah, Kingo was a vampire because he wasn't and then there's the post post credit sequence that we'll talk about which also do you remember what I don't vampires. know I don't oh I... with blade Okay, I, I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. I didn't. I also didn't know there were vampires, really. I don't know much about Blade. Well, his name is <laughs> Blade the Vampire Hunter. Well, I know him as Blade. Yeah, that's fair. Alexis, you um, look very confused. Did you watch post-credit scenes? I watch both. I think we'll talk I about it. We'll, we'll, yeah, talk we'll, about we'll, it. we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, we'll we'll get, get there. there. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um. And I said, is nobody else concerned about deviants? How have there been no news stories on them? <laughs> it's like one, they're, they're just like romping around the streets of London. And well, like, everybody's just like, yeah, whatever. It was just a cyber wolf and a fucking robo dinosaur. It's not a big deal. 
Um, how many times did they reference Superman and Batman in this fucking movie? Christ. It's very, it's very strange. It was very strange. Like referencing Clark Kent and referencing Al- Alfred. It was like this is really a strange thing to do. Hundred percent caught me off guard that they did that, and I'm sure that there is probably a funny story about why they did that or why they why they got away with it. And I don't know what it is, but. I think I think you and I both like looked at each other like a very comical like. Huh? It's true. I did do that. It's very uh, funny to me to consider that there are comic books in the Marvel universe, and we know that there are comic books because we've seen them in the past because we saw like the Captain America comic book thing. But the comic books in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are the DC comics. Like, so this means that yeah, that DC exists in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is strange. Does that mean that Zack Snyder's Justice League also exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Shut the fuck up. I'm just... We tried. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe Zack Snyder was um, snapped by Thanos. And then mm. when he came back, he was just like, mm. maybe not. Maybe too much stuff has gone on. That would be my dream, at least, for the yeah. Marvel Universe to not have to worry about that. So now we're in the desert somewhere. Oh, wait. Oh. Do you have any notes about the scene on the plane? Or is the the desert before the plane, right? No, no. No, The desert's after the plane. No, the desert's before the plane. Sorry, the plane's before the desert. Yeah, they're on the plane recording everything. They got the posters. And there's all those posters of of him throughout the ages. And next to the... Yes, I agree. I thought that was very funny. Next to the plane... Uh, sorry, next to the posters is Captain America's original shield, which is it's there and it's never addressed. I didn't even it, notice it. It does make me kind of wonder. So if if Kingo has been in Bollywood or has been making movies for years and years and years, did he interact with Captain America when Captain America was basically just like doing USO, USO tour? tours? Maybe. And I th- I think it would be very funny to see. I don't know how much Kingo like, and 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 young Steve Rogers. I don't. They're probably never going to do it, but yeah, I don't know how much 1940s Bollywood crossover there was with U.S. USO tours in 1942. But hey, stranger know. things have happened. Probably. <laughs> um, Does Netflix exist in the Marvel universe? Well, wasn't Daredevil? You on mentioned Netflix Stranger initially? Things. No, I mean like Netflix, the the company, the program, because you mentioned Stranger Things. So if DC properties and movies and, and comics exist, I wonder if they all have like the same streaming services and stuff in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But yes, Daredevil was a Netflix show. So it has to exist. And people um, banged on it. And they said the R word. No, sorry. They said the F word because it was R rated. That's what I meant to say. They didn't say the R word. Different different things. Very different things. Yikes. Anywho. (laughs) Moving on. The only thing I wrote about the whole desert scene was so Angelina has lost it and sad pie slide. Those are the only two things I wrote down. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. About that 15 minute scene. That was all I wrote down. Because the pie slides off his cast iron. Yeah, as he takes it out, to just a, and everybody in the theater was audibly like, "Aw." 
<laughs> and then he just fucking crushes that cast iron. He does do that. Alexis, where does Gilgamesh stand for you on the beef scale? Because Matt and I argued about it. Matt um, says he doesn't belong on it. No, I said he's low on it. I didn't. I said he's probably like a, a four. Like he's fourth. Because yeah, he says but- he gets all of his powers from his eternal spits. Because he's a robot, so it's not real beef then? It's fake beef. It's, it's cyber beef. beef. Yeah, that's fair. Um, he's got I'd, like say, I'd say like mid-tier regardless. He's got yeah, the quantity like, and it's clearly useful. Yeah, right. but he's, he's sub he's Thor, he's sub Cap, uh, yeah. Hulk, Cap he's sub Thor, Hulk, he's... and he's sub well, Drax. I would put him above Drax. Mm. I yeah, can't. I put I him above Drax that. too. I, don't think I, can I might that. even put him above Hulk just because the B that scale show. was weird with Hulk because he was hideous. He was like, but he was just like <laughs> giant muscle anyway. So, of course, he's going to have that versus Gilgamesh wasn't like just 100% muscle, but he was still powerful. I don't know. We might I'd have to look at the, the, the scientific. Gilgamesh and Hulk yeah. are neck and neck. Yeah, they're close at least. That's insane. I don't know. Yeah. That's thick neck insane. to thick neck. <laughs> but for different reasons, obviously. Just from I mean, to scale. There's science. The scale. Yeah. I, under- I understand. Right. As the purveyor of fine <laughs> science methods. The fine beef. Man the fine, beef. Yes. That's a purveyor of fine be- man beef. You do have fun, man beef beef aficionado. Um, All right. Where the fuck am I? If this ends with leading the Avengers, I'll be peeved. Next page. (sighs) So Earth is just a celestial incubator for more celestial rules to be born. This is fucking stupid. So celestials create suns, which create other life. Okay. And then they showed, I can't remember what they showed. Oh, the machine or the machination or the whatever the fuck. Whatever, like the factory that creates them basically was just Bespin. Um, it just yeah. looked like Cloud City. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I said, yeah, you made Apex Predators and then they evolved and deviated. And then he said, because he said they deviated. I'm like, oh, that's why they're deviated. Um, blah 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 blah. This is all just exposition garbage at this point. It was that was an annoying, dense thing. So they need planets to reproduce, need humans for energy because reasons, and the deviants exist. Oh Christ! What does this say? <laughs> all I know is after this block of text that I oh you can't see it, but after this block of text I wrote. Because I actually did this. Checks watch. It's only been an hour. Fuck. Because <laughs> after that, it had only, I had only been watching that for an hour. That's Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, mother of God. Yeah, I did think that there was a few times throughout the movie where I was like, this is dragging a bit. Like, they yeah. could have condensed it. Um you could cut out a good 30 minutes at least, minimum. At least, yeah. And by the end, I was just kind of like, let's go. I'm ready to wrap this up. <laughs> oh, no. Kind of within like the last 30-ish minutes, I was like, this has gone on too long. I think my pen started running out of ink. <laughs> Wait, were you writing and you don't have your notes? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, please. 
have to get the indentations out of it. So I wrote things here oh, that, no. starting there and there's indentations in the start of shit there. <laughs> and then there's nothing. And then there's some second half of a word there. Oh no. <laughs> That's awful news for me. You gotta you get, a, get a pencil and yeah. some graphite. Yeah. Now I'm curious. If it, I'm really curious if this will work. <laughs> I actually have a pencil and paper right next to me. <laughs> We're gonna see if this works. We're gonna see if this works this is, live, everybody. This is amazing. Oh my god. I love <laughs> that you just kept writing. <laughs> well, I couldn't tell if I was writing or not. <laughs> I couldn't fucking see it anyway. Oh my god. Oh, this yeah, that is uh that doesn't, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. This Sad. is actually pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. I have no, I, I can't, we'll see, we'll see if it, I think I, I think I may have noticed it at some point because there are some points where I doodled on the left page to try and get it to restart. Yeah. There are some where I just like to get the pen to keep working. All right. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Well, those parts of the movie didn't exist, so we can just. Yeah. Honestly, if they should cut out 30 minutes, I'll cut out 30 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I said, so the deviant, <laughs> the deviants have no motivation to do what they're doing. They're just doing what they do. They just, and they're just evolutionary creatures, unlike just apparently humans. <laughs> yeah, we can't be we can't we can't be just left to our own devices. It's not fast enough. Um, so really, we should be saving the deviants as a evolutionary life force versus humans. Yeah, so the Eternals really are the villains here. I said, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this, this infighting and shit is getting old. Or, or this, this uh, Athena shit is getting real old with the in- fucking infighting. Um, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, maybe do the... <laughs> so we're in the, the, the village with Druid doing with his hive mind and whatever the fuck. And of course, the deviants show up and yada yada blah blah blah, and they're fighting and whatever the fucking. And she just turns one of them into a tree because she can do that now. So that's that's. I was also kind of wondering about her power too. I was like, she literally said on the plane, like, "Oh, I turned a rock into air." So then, can't she turn air into anything? And she could just literally form like spears out of the sky and be helpful versus where she wasn't helpful most of the time. She's only lived like, or she's only been aware of her life for 7,000 years. Maybe she would try different things like this, but you know. Yeah, it's fucking whatever. The rest of their powers would also kind of annoy me how they seem to have like almost limited like amounts. The Icarus, like, oh, he was super powerful, but the rest of them are just kind of like, cool, that's all you can do. I can sometimes, I can make these discs turn into stairs so we can get into our triangle ship easier. <laughs> cool. Each eternal is supposed to serve a singular function. In the books, Ajax isn't even like the prime eternal, and Icarus is generally the leader. So why they why they decided to like sideline him a little bit? Like, okay, uh, but then keep the 
powers the same was like an it, it was something that I thought was very odd. Like it made sense yeah. for the story that they were telling that Icarus wasn't the lead in that okay, Ajax was the primary and then um Cersei, who's again very different in the books. Cersei was kind of like the one that we followed. But then to not adjust the power sets around that notion of the singular function thing seemed really curious. So it seemed like singular function out of the box and then not at all when they all just decided they could do new things now. I mean, um, I think Cersei did not seem very interested in in practicing her abilities much uh, or else maybe she would have learned more but yeah so then Gilgamesh gets his power sucked out by whatever and you absorb two Eternals and you get a new body and full sentences so now that dude is fully yeah he's evolving fully voiced and humanoid but not like voiced by anybody like we looked I mean, this it was up by afterwards somebody. And it's like they didn't even it's like it's the oh we didn't call like Benedict Cumberbatch to do the voice on this one. It's just like some guy that does voiceovers. I didn't look up this dude. I thought we oh you looked up the voice of Arishem. Yeah. Who is the voice of Clank in Ratchet and Clank, which is fun. Yeah, (laughs) and he was the voice of the announcer on last week tonight, which was also kind of wild. Also true. Yeah. Um his whole he had a lot of shit. On that that IMDb page, yeah. Um, so I guess I don't know who voiced. I'll, I'll quickly scroll through. Whatever. Yeah. IMDb. So then I said after that, I was like, "Yes, Thena is going to be the savior." Thank you to, for teeing that up for two fucking hours. Wait, that was Pennywise. Apparently, that was Bill Skarsgård who played Pennywise in it. I did see his name pop up on the end credits, and I was do like, I know who I that is? Seeing him. He's one of the Skarsgård brothers. That doesn't. Do you help. know? I, I mean, he. Did you see any pictures of the clown from it? No. I mean, that was a lot of makeup, though. Well, that's who that. Oh, was, this motherfucker! I don't know who this motherfucker is. Okay. <laughs> the clown from it. <laughs> yeah, I got it now. Cool. Um. I don't know why I wrote this down. Did they say something? Oh, right. Because we then flash forward or flash back to Hiroshima, which aggressive. And I said, neat. From steam engines being too much to here's a nuke. That was the dangers of letting the Eternals run unchecked. They advanced too far. They made the nuclear bomb. Wow! Imagine if you'd given them the steam engine in Babylon. Would have died so much sooner. No. Too much evolutionary progress. Yeah, but one is sole purpose is to murder. So, gonna have to dial. I mean, in bomb form, yes. But as like an energy conduit. That wasn't the original purpose of nuclear energy. It was just to murder. It was to give you power. Give your home power. Give Homer Simpson a job. 
That's why they invented it for the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. <sighs> cool. So now we're at the dude's house. They start talking about fucking Clark Kent, Superman, whatever the fuck. And yeah. Star Wars. And and a Star Wars plug. <laughs> Uh, and then I said he really accepted that his husband was a demigod pretty fast. Oh, you got to do this. You're a fucking god. I think he knew before that sequence. Um, and then What's-Her-Face has just been chilling in, in Triangle Ship reading for millennia, presumably. Makari, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ship is called the Domo. Arigato. Um there's a weird thing in that Domo was a person in the books. <laughs> and they just decided, no, let's make him a ship. That's fun. Um, I'm also assuming that there's probably a ton of Easter eggs in that sequence. Oh, probably. I mean, there's like a whole like Scrooge McDuckian vault in there. I've seen people try and like make make some leaps the only thing that i think was probably like a worthwhile note was that they pick up the sword and she's like oh is that the ebony blade and then they're like no it's excalibur and then the ebony blade is the thing from the end of the movie right but there are a ton of um arthurian legendy stuff in the marvel universe and then the uh for whatever reason in in the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie they keep talking about this like emerald tablet and uh, the emerald tablet was like the entrance into like the other world where the arthurian it's like the magical dimension that is the arthurian stuff so i wonder if the more that they try and do with the black knight stuff the more you're gonna see of like classic arthurian nonsense in the marvel Is it a dimension universe. or another universe a multiverse Shut the fuck up alexa <laughs> It's a dimension. I'll give them that. It is a it, it is a dimension. I don't know if that makes it better that not only do we have multiverses, we also have dimension. <laughs> we had dimensions in Shang Chi. We had the whole the and we had the dark dimension well, and, in Doctor and we, Strange. We talked we've, about at least we've in done dimensions. The dimension a multiverse. Yeah. I don't think it's better if we have both, especially for poor Matt. <laughs> Please Sorry, make it stop. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I gave you the option to quit, sir. No, that's fine. We can do it right now. All right, we're sort the now he's like making a bracelet unimind, whatever the fuck that means. It's fucking stupid. Unimind uh, is how the celeste or the eternals talk. And they'll put their brains together. Okay. Um they vote. They 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 hang out. They make decisions as a as a singular being that's what the unimind is so it's one vote so they always get their way no it's the way that they connect in order to vote like when they're like hey we need a new lead we need a new prime eternal let's all do the unimind and vote i vote for kingo well i vote for Icarus. Oh no. All right. Now they're like, oh, I want to save humans. Because I guess they all fucking read Live, Laugh, Love or or Eat, Pray, Love or whatever the fuck it is. Well, not all of them. Apparently, just some. Yeah, of them. just a handful of some them. Some of them are actually logical. So 
Kingo's like, no, thank you. I'm out. Um, and then Sprite too was like weirdly like, I love the humans. I want to be one, but fuck them. Right. <laughs> because she's really in love with Icarus. She loves him more then, than the that, humans. That what I I guess we can wait and talk about that. It's so stupid. It, it's so dumb. We'll wait until know, that whole scene. <laughs> I don't even know if I wrote much down about it because it was just annoying. But yeah. Um, so then we flash back to oh, he actually fucking killed Salma Hayek, and she fell off of like they brought her over to the thing like, hey, look, all these all these deviants are melting from the ice because of global warming, but not. And I'm gonna throw you off of this this cliff and you land fine and then you get pinned by a deviant and don't worry, there's a shotgun next to you for some reason. And the, the, the shotgun. 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 What? She didn't yeah, have a she shotgun. Had it. Yeah, because she, she's like a farmer in South Dakota. She did not have a she did not have a shotgun on her. Not when they were standing there. <laughs> she was thrown off. No, no, no. He threw her off, sans shotgun, and there was a shotgun on the frozen lake for no reason. I'm assuming it's because there is like a broken down jet ski there and they were like eating a body when they got there there was some hunter who tried to hunt them and then but it just perfectly his shotgun was oh. where she landed i thought it was hers it was weird i don't believe it was i don't i didn't no. see her fall because she was doing the whole cowboy thing so i was like oh she's got a shotgun i want to be a cowboy i don't think she took it with her alaska <laughs> <laughs> uh, i said wait did they just explain polar ice caps melting and global warming Blaming the heating planet on the emergence. Beautiful. Can't wait to see the, the Reddit threads about that. <laughs> the global warming isn't real, that they actually, the Illuminati, talked about the real reason in a Marvel yeah. movie. And then after that last line about climate change, half of the page is just, this movie sucks. <laughs> um... Yeah, and then I wrote that they made sentient robots to be capable of love for no reason. Um, Revenge won't bring you peace, but killing it might, was a phrase they said. Of killing that deviant won't bring you peace, but or revenge won't bring you peace, but killing it might. Revenge was the same thing. That thing was fucking dying anyway. Oh my god. Oh, what does that say? I don't know what that says. If he, if, if it's making uh, something to what's his face, couldn't he stop it? Like he would know what you're doing and stop you. Oh, um, what? I don't know. Oh, oh. To, if 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 they're making a connection to the celestial thing wouldn't fucking Arshem know? Like, aren't they all fucking connected? Like, he's an all-powerful planetary being. It's really weird that he's not getting involved with any of this. Yeah. Well, it's I, not it, like a... It's it's not like a... Their minds are always linked. They have to, like... They have to, like, make a phone call to, like, hang out and chat. It, and then Arshem does get involved, like, after afterwards why would he get involved before he thinks that they're going to do what they're programmed to do i like that he goes there directly too at the end rather than just do the mind link thing and being like 
yo, what the fuck? He's like, I'm going to travel quadrillions of light years or whatever. Just be like, yo, boop. No, I need to, I need to these, pick them up. I need to tell these motherfuckers in person. Yeah. yeah. That's when that you know you fucked up. <laughs> That's the like, I came into work on Friday and there's a meeting booked with my manager in HR. That's what that scene was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You done fucked up. Can't anyway, wait to see it, what. It's also like they haven't really talked much about celestials at this point, right? So they're, we just are basically told they're gods, but then they're flawed gods and actually not that good of gods. So never mind. They're just, what they're just really we big. We're told about the celestials once. I don't right, know if you but remember. We, we just haven't been given much information about them, though. It's just been like celestials. What, con- what was the context of the previous mention of celestials? They were originally. You saw them too, which I was just like, oh, this is cool. This is like going to be the one time I see this really wild thing on the big screen. Uh, They're in Guardians of the Galaxy when they're talking about the Infinity Stones and that there were these like singularities that predated the universe. And that was the creation of existence that also created the Infinity Stones. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that, obviously. Um, well, there's like a scene of the, he's showing them like, a, a, you know, this like weird thing. And then there's like, you see the celestial who's using one of the stones. So it's like, oh, okay, these like ancient eternal beings, celestials forged these stones um, in order to continue to control the universe. But at some point lost them in even uh, nowhere the like place they go to in gardens it's like a severed celestial head floating out in space so the guardians is the only time that we really ever saw anything about them all right so now we're at like the fucking bullshit end sequence which is trash um can't wait to see what bullshit happens to david icarus because he seems all powerful of course a rope then we yeah it turns out but it's also like Icarus is like the most powerful, but he also doesn't seem that powerful. Like there's feels like there's plenty other fucking superheroes that could like knock his ass down. Yeah. It's also weird because technically but they don't get involved, right? Because Kingo was making a movie about him, which I thought was kind of like a weird thing to bring up and then like never address again. But yeah, I don't know. Well, it's only a third also, movie, so maybe he made movies about other. <laughs> it was also weird that. Kingo just left and then never came back for the final sequence, which is a fucking bizarre choice to yeah. not have like some moment of Kumail running in and being like, you know what, guys, I changed my mind. I'm here to help. No, he does not participate at all. <laughs> that or was even super just like weird. some acknowledgement that like when they were doing the whole uni mind thing with the celestial, whatever. Like, even just a scene of him, like, fucking eating ice cream on the couch, and he's being like, what the fuck is going on? And just, like, <laughs> because we don't even know if he was connected to part of that, but we'd have to assume so, because everyone else was. But yeah, it was just and weird to not even, like, bring that up during that time. Like, Karun is, like, surprisingly just like, well, mm-hmm. you know, like, we did our best. And yet, like, the whole movie, I think, like, Karun plays, like, this great, like, wonderful little, like, moral center when he, like, he's just, like, a very, very wonderful little character and you would expect okay there's a scene of kingo sitting and eating ice cream on the couch and, and karun's like 
you know, man, like I've been with you for a long time and I feel like you got to do the right thing and go help them. And King goes like, yeah, all right. Because you're smarter than I am or something like, <laughs> nope. but no, none of that. Nothing. That's fine. When that scene ended and he was And there, then I he just, just shows like, up what? at the end anyway. Yeah. And they're all friends again. It's like, it's just fuck a, you, dude. <laughs> a really weird what the fuck moment or decision. That's the thing. That's the thing that mainly boggles my mind about the movie is Kingo not showing up. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they just I if they just doing that just to show like, oh, everyone has their own free will here, so they can all choose. And one person just completely opted out. <laughs> just like, nah, I'm not even gonna be involved with this. It's just weird. I don't know what they were trying to display. Feels like an oversight. Feels like they didn't know how to bring them back, so they just didn't. <laughs> bizarre and then sprite well i'm not an adult so i'm mad me yep yet another reason maybe you don't make sentient robots just make robots then they don't bitch moan and complain about looking like they're 12 because they're robots so there's that more genius writing advice from our scholar professor. Yeah. These are free. This is a free podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're fucking welcome, everybody. Um, Sandruri gets eye lasered into a volcano, but is fine. Um, and then, oh boy, color me shocked. Athena was the linchpin in all of this. Killing the fucking what's-his-face. Great. I actually thought that had nothing to do with anything. That seemed like a... The second you realize your villain is Icarus, the whole super demon we- thing felt pointless. Yeah, it was really... It was a, like, I didn't care because like you, you had bigger fish to fry at that point. Like, um, having, having the or villain be Icarus is way more interesting than the evolved deviant thing. I didn't think that was interesting at all. Yeah. They just, they, 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 they went down the evolved deviant path. They're like, Hey, this thing's important. And then they're like, you know what? Fuck this thing. It's irrelevant. Fuck you. You should have ended it at the tree scene. That would have been good. Oh, Oh, you mean the deviant, not the movie. Oh okay. yeah. They should have, we should have just cut out the deviants in the Amazon. And then they're like, Oh, will we stop the deviants. And then it's like, Oh no, betrayal. Like, yeah, I, I on the Western Front. <laughs> <laughs> Those pesky Nazis are really, really cunning. <laughs> um, all right, and then the amount of jets they scrambled for the Hulk, but nothing for a celestial coming out of volcano is fucking insane. <laughs> Next page. In the comics, the Avengers hang out in a dead celestial's body in Antarctica. That's one of their bases. Neat. Wait, why is there a dead celestial there? You really don't want me to explain it. I don't. I'm just. I'm just gonna go. (laughs) I regret it. It's no. Don't even say anymore. I'm not gonna. It's more eternal celestial bullshit, and you. It's. It's more about that whole thing I said earlier with the virus and. It's okay. It's fine. Bugs Bunny, Uh, it man. Just let it happen. So stupid, stupid 
battle on the beach gets Icarus in shackles essentially and tied down. Oh my God, he broke free. Holy fucking shit. No way. He broke free. Whoa. He's going to do the thing he wants to do. Oh my God. And then there's the fucking um, what's her face and the, what's his face are like, Oh my God, you're going to, you're going to cause a problem. I have to kill you, but I can't kill you because I was in love with you. Oh my God. Holy shit. Because we have emotions. Um, I fuck the whole fucking ending sucked. Like the Unimind bullshit was dumb. The now being able to put a, a celestial to sleep was dumb. I don't know what that says. Got more got more power because and stopped it because he didn't stop her. I don't know what this says. None of this makes sense. I just said turn him into I said turn him into a fucking tree. That's a song. That just should be her power now is just turning shit into the trees. And then he throws himself into the sun. <laughs> the ending of this movie was just like, you want to talk, Matt, you want to talk Diary of Christmas Lights. It was just like bullshit, nonsense, golden beams of light with seemingly no rationale just doing magical bullshit. It's just, it's just, I don't care. <laughs> Thing is, he can be back in the next one. Yeah. Because Arashem could just make another one. Yeah, I know. Oh, wow. Now I feel better. <laughs> I'm just, just saying it. I don't know. I assume he did it as just like a reference to the story of Icarus. And he's like, well, guess I'll die. <laughs> Yeah, that was odd. And then, oh, I'm going to turn you into a human now because I have that power now. So then she turns turns fucking Sprite into a human. I told this to Jess on the ride home that when we went to see this movie, I was like, Icarus is basically a child. And if these are supposed to be immortal beings, Icarus probably has to die in this movie because kids grow up. Because they got to get rid of her somehow. And then they made her human instead. And I was like, okay. Sprite, you mean, not Icarus. Sorry, yes, Sprite. Um, Limonade. Exactly. Why was Athena sticking her hand in the toaster? Just to feel something, man. Okay. They're all like happy. Keep in mind that she's been in like the desert ever since <laughs> that one sequence she may have never seen a toaster before whatever oh my god i remember at the beginning of this podcast i was like oh man you know it's it's probably in like the bottom five whatever i think it's in the bottom three now that i'm rereading my shit i don't think this movie is very good <laughs> <laughs> Most of it is just annoying and stupid and like just generally bad. And like they created these characters I don't give two shits about. They made all of the the happenings kind of be on a whim based on how Angelina was feeling that day. And then the end was just a fucking nonsense fiesta of bullshit. 
that I, I, I just could not care any less about. So like, I don't care that they're going to probably be relevant for a while. I don't care that celestials are going to be involved. I don't care that our show is going to return and be really pissed off at some point. Like, I don't give a fuck. Do I need to make the offer to end the podcast again? No, it's fine. I think this movie was just not very good. Like, like Shang-Chi, like Shang-Chi was fun. I, I really enjoyed yeah. that. This was not fun. This is a slog. And I was kind of hoping like somewhere around like the two hour mark, I was kind of getting to the point where I was like, I wonder if they're going to basically like Rogue One this movie. And I would really enjoy that. Like have an encapsulated story where everyone dies. And we're just And done. that would be actually really interesting in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where they introduce these characters, everyone dies, but they make an impact in some way kind of thing. And then that didn't happen. And instead we get like 10 new characters that we now have to watch. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what Arashem's going to do with the Eternals he grabbed off Earth. He might just kill him. Yeah. I can't His imagine. Thing in the it. books is like, he's like the judge and he, uh, his whole thing is that he's supposed to like judge what planets are deserving of their existence or, or not in like a different way than Galactus. But um, it's, they, they're seemingly alluding to that iteration of him at the end of the movie. So yeah, I mean, he might just be taking Cersei away to go fucking murder her. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be really weird to take these people away or take the Eter- these, these couple of people away and then start of the next movie that they're in first eight minutes is him just killing them and then we move on with our lives. I mean, I'm okay with that because <laughs> remove some characters from this fucking roster. Good God. The only ones we know that are seemingly fine are Druig and Makari. Right? Because Ajax is dead. Icarus is dead. Sprite's a human. Cersei, Thena, and Kingo were grabbed by Ereshem at the end. Like the Cast. Oh, sorry, not Kingo. Faistus. Faistos. Kingo's was, fine because he didn't do anything. Who's again? Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. The one who the, built the orb the guy? Yeah. yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, and then whatever. Do you want to talk about the two post-credit scenes? Had you not brought up who, what, I mean... The first one with fucking Patton Oswalt and Harry Styles was weird. I loved it. Of course, you, I, like of course you did. Of course like, you did. Of course you did. Like no fucking shit. That's you're, the, shit. you're the target. You're the demo. You're the mark for all of this shit. So if you first don't like all, it, then they fucked something up. If you don't like it, first of all, Pip as Patton Oswalt is incredibly funny casting. Because Pip's whole thing is just being a like a drunk, annoying little troll. And so making that be Pat Oswald is really, really good. Um, Pip is a... He hangs out with, uh, typically with Adam Warlock, who is teased for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Okay. And Harry Styles and Star Fox. Harry Styles is a really funny. I have a theory about that. Um, uh, Star Fox is uh, Thanos's brother, right? 
And so And I love how it's just like a normal white dude. Yeah. Versus versus this this fucking grimace ass motherfucker. So one thing that the movie I guess alludes to by having Star Fox show up, but didn't actually like ever confirmed is that technically Thanos is an eternal. He is half eternal, half deviant. How can you be that? So the Eternals have existed for a long time. And there's like a whole weird family tree of Eternals and the various planets they've been to beyond just Earth. And that the Eternals were the ones that helped settle Titan, which is where Thanos is from. And where Eros is from. But Thanos is so half we're to deviant, believe. half eternal. Now, granted, again, in the books, deviants are just like human, weird humanoid figures. They're not weird. Thank, thank you for, for going the, the route that I was going to go. So okay. to assume yeah. that a, a robot will fucked a, 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 right. a they robot are... <laughs> in, in spandex. In the books, they're not. And had, a, and, ha- and, had a, wolves. and had a grimace. Yeah. No. <laughs> they are. That's not the case. Um, but yeah. They're, they're weird humanoid aliens. And Thanos is half eternal, half deviant. Cool. Same same dad, I believe. Not the same mom. Cool. So we can assume that dad was Grimace. <laughs> now, the, the thing is, I feel like they did this not just to tease guardians three but actually to tease the next thor movie because it feels like taika would be the person to be like yeah i'm gonna cast harry styles as as this important character it doesn't not seem like something you would do so and i mean the next uh thor movie involves a bunch of gods apparently so why not star fox everyone's favorite god yeah everybody's talking about him i think I got very when Pip first showed up. I was like, "Is that fucking Pip?" And I said that one quietly. I didn't say the other one quietly. You didn't. So Alexis, when we were in the movie theater, and I didn't recognize realize this is what had happened. Um, so the, you have the second post credit scene with the uh, Ebony Blade stuff, which is okay. Kid Harrington is going to play the Black Knight. There's all of your Arthurian stuff. The Ebony Blade is evil, yada, yada, yada. It uh, compels the person. The Ebony Blade can cut anything, but it also compels the person who wields it to just murder, 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 murder. And also it kills them over time. So Kid Harrington is in for a shitty fucking time in the future. But then a disembodied voice shows up and says, you ready for this? And I went, is that fucking Blade? And I I thought that I said that. I thought I said that very like just to Matt and 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 jess as did in not. Like, oh is that fucking is that blade wow like cool that's blade apparently i just screamed it in the middle of the theater <laughs> is that fucking blade he and everybody yelled it everybody heard him say that in that theater <laughs> to the point where a woman in the row in front of us all the way to the left started laughing because this motherfucker yelled is that fucking blade but it was we confirmed it, it that wasn't that sounded exactly like Marshall Ali, and then we confirmed that it was in fact Marshall Ali. 
So for whatever reason, that was our cinematic introduction to Blade the Vampire Hunter. <laughs> so are we going to watch the Blade trilogy now? I don't know. Do I need to get adequately drunk for that too? I think the Blade trilogy is good and you can stomach it sober. But it could <laughs> still be fun to watch it. The third one is a little bit off its rocker. That's usually how it goes. I think it's like two, one, three versus Matrix, which was like one, two, three. <laughs> like it just the Matrix gets progressively yeah. worse. So we down into the right. Progressively drunker to watch it. No, the Blade trilogy is fun. Um, the second one is Gamble del Toro. I think that's why it's the the best one. Yeah. And the vampires have those faces that go. Get, as 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 Guillermo visual. Want to do. I know this is a, an audio podcast, but I'm like trying to pull my mouth open with my face. I've seen I've seen Pan's Labyrinth. Yes, <laughs> he's got a type. <laughs> yes, he really really digs that monster design. I mean, he they gotta be fuckable. Who doesn't want to get an eye slash hand job from that guy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just a, oh god! Just imagine that feeling of the eyeball too. This like wet, gross eyeball in the middle of. That's disgusting. Why can't he just close his eye during it? His hand eye. Oh, but then like his eyes just like. Have you ever tried to like rub your eye? Like it doesn't feel. Good. Is it better if it's open? Was it butterfly kisses? <laughs> Blah. Blah. That's how I feel about that. <laughs> oh, that's a big old bowl of blah. <laughs> All right, so we somehow convinced Matt that she doesn't like this movie the more he had to talk about it. Uh, I still feel fine about it. I still think it's it's a movie that has there's some criticism <laughs> to throw at it and you can cut out 30 minutes and be fine, but I still think it I still think overall it was it was fine. It was okay. I I don't really care about any of the characters or anything that really happened. But as like a movie just by itself, it's like a mid-tier superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I would leave it there in that 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 mid-tier. I don't mm-hmm. think I've I changed at all. Yeah, the less I thought about it, the more I was like, ah, it actually was fine. It was whatever, it was whatever. And then as I started talking about it, I'm like, no, nah, this isn't whatever. I hate this. I mean, I don't think it's a good thing that like the the big memorable th- or like the things that get me excited are the credit scenes. I think that's it's not, bad. It's not a good sign that like two and a half hours of movie, you're like, eh, whatever. And then 35 oh God, seconds the of movie. Oh my God, yeah. a voice. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not great that those are the two things that get me the most excited about the <laughs> disembodied voice. Yeah. Uh, but... I'm not mad at the movie like you are. Yeah. I was just I'm mad at parts of it, but it's not enough to throw more of my energy towards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that pretty much does it. Fucking A. All right. Well, I guess we'll be back with Alexis's notes on Black Widow. Can't wait. Sure. Now fuck. Verbal confirmation. We're doing it. (laughs) All right. Good night, everybody. Shit.